0: Welcome back, guys. Please welcome our two guests, Adrian Hini, who is product engineer at Intercom, and Alvaro Cruz, who is software developer at newface Welcome, Adrian. Welcome, Alvaro. Could you please share in brief your experience and background and describe your typical work week? Adrian, would you like to go first?
1: Uh, sure, yeah. Um, I've been a software engineer for eight years. And prior to that, I did a couple of years as a DBA. Uh, currently, I'm uh, working for Intercom, and I work as an engineer. Uh, so just building features um, and that sort of thing. Uh, typically, a, a working week for me is we kind of set out our work in goals. Um, every week we take take on a few goals. So it could be anything from tech planning to um, actual implementation of software or even something like onboarding a new member of staff. You kind of structure our weeks to try to achieve those goals. Um, and We follow daily. Uh, we follow standard Agile practices of uh, having a daily
2: stand-up uh, with planning and retro then every week.
0: Thanks, Adrian.
2: Alvaro? Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, um, I am a software developer at Blueface. Uh, I've been working in software for almost seven years. Uh, currently, uh, during the week, I just uh, have some tickets that I have to do in during the, the, the week uh, on, on a Kanban board. Uh, we have a daily meeting where we can uh, raise up our issues. Uh, we describe our daily work. And finally, we have a week uh, meeting where we talk about the status of the sprint and the oncoming releases.
3: All right. Um. Thank you, guys. So my question uh, for you now is, uh, what does creativity look like in software? Do you need creativity to be able to work on software or is, or is everything dictated by plan?
1: Uh, I think you do need a certain amount of creativity. So I think when you're developing a piece of software, there's there's probably like a lot of different ways you can get the same result. Finding new ways to solve the same problem, possibly more elegantly, that can be uh, something that requires a bit of creativity. I think uh, it's easy as well to not be creative when you're doing that sort of work. You can very easily find an example of where someone has done something very similar and just copy and paste that. Or kind of shoehorn the
2: work you want into existing functionality
3: all right thank you adrian um alvaro would you like to
2: chip in hello uh, yeah uh, adding to adrian i think uh, creativity is uh, really important uh, because i mean in, in the software environment we have we are developing every time we have new features we have ne- a new technology every time so i think we have to be updated o- on that and we try to be uh, on top of that, because uh, otherwise we're going to be uh, behind to everyone.
4: Thank you. And here's a simple question for you, too. Uh, um, what is design for you? Um, overall? Uh, would you please go first if you don't mind?
2: Uh, I think, well, this, I think design is kind of the process of uh, interact, uh, analysis, understanding, and uh, document uh, before developing a product or before making a software uh, development. I mean, every, all of this should be to accomplish a goal. So for example, a, a design could be the, 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 the development of a new software, a new building, or uh, making, I mean, something simple as a new plastic bottle.
1: Yeah, for, for me, I think, um, I, think, I think it's important that you understand the user's needs. Uh, I think that kind of should form a good part of uh, the design process. Uh, and then figuring out how you can actually meet them Um, And it's also, I think, uh, important that uh, you can kind of get agreement among all the stakeholders on the approach that you're taking. I think that's that's quite important for for design.
0: Thanks, Adrian. So when a plan is already finalized, in what scenarios do you follow up taking the new creative idea or do you just reject it? So what's your view on that? Uh,
2: I think uh, I would follow in a creative idea if I can work less. Uh, what I mean is like, uh, if in the, during the development process, there are new uh, uh, ideas like adding a library or adding new technologies would be really important for the development process. So in that case, in the future, um, sprints, we won't be, we will not have to work, uh, as m- much as, as it would, uh, it would need. Sure. Yeah. I think,
1: uh, as well. Um... I think if you're while you're working through the solution to a problem, I think often you can actually kind of identify new problems as you're uh, working through the existing one. I think it's it's important then that you actually would actually stop and maybe reevaluate where where you are. Um. Yeah, I think then as well, if there's anything that you can do that results in a better end outcome for the user, that's often worth kind of kind of looking at or worth taking a creative approach on. And definitely, for me, I think it's important that you're not too inflexible whenever you're doing this sort of work. Really, it it should be all about the output at the end.
4: Oh, thank you. And talking about creativity, um, we were talking about uh, the differences between, like, good and great designers. So here's a question, like, uh, what are the different ways of achieving great design? Uh, Because we think we are now at a point of, like, striving for the greatness. So uh, what's your opinion, um, Andrew?
1: So, I, I think uh, when, when you're trying to get to a really good design, I think th- this is a sort of a situation where your users can actually achieve uh, what it is that you've set out for them to do or, or what it is that they've set out the software to do. And um, so, I, I think um, I, it's really a question of kind of identifying and then kind of getting agreement uh, on what the software is to do. I think that's the best way to kind of have a good design outcome.
2: Yeah, adding to Adrian's uh, comment, I think uh, part of the good design could be uh, that everybody on the team, how who's gonna develop this new product, uh, can understand what we, what they are doing, because uh, otherwise, like uh, everyone is gonna follow their own lead and could be a mess in, in during the development.
3: Alan Higgins here. Can I ask, uh, just drawing out that question a little more, is it a great design when it becomes something that is elegantly communicable, like a pattern? Do you aspire to create a new pattern, for example, or a new architecture? Is that great design?
2: Following a a new architecture, I think, uh, yeah, it could could be a really good design because, uh, well, we have to... uh, Check if uh, all the team could uh, could could understand this this new path, you know. Because otherwise, uh, I mean, people could get confused. And in in we cannot uh, we have to make sure that everybody's following the same the same thing, you know.
1: Yeah, I think as well that if if uh, if you've kind of built something and it's good enough that uh, or it's so good that it can be reused for similar sort of uh, problems. Uh, where where it would actually form a pattern. I mean, you'd probably have to say that is that is a good that's a good design outcome.
3: All right. Um, thank you, guys. So I have a question for you. Speaking of design, so uh, what are the different deliverables of the design process? Uh, what are the different design documentations followed in Agile and Kanban practices?
1: So um, in in the company where I'm working, uh, there's 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 quite a bit of documentation. Uh, kind of starts out, I suppose, with uh, a project spec. So that could be like something as, as simple as defining the problem, a, a problem statement. Um, then we also have um, tech plans, QA and test plans, um, deployment plans, a lot, lot of kind of planning docs. And uh, also then possibly like after a project has gone live, maybe even uh, a document to kind of describe what we've built, something to be shared with shareholders so they can actually see what they've kind of, what's been delivered kind of on their behalf.
2: Um, talking about this, I think also, well, the, the documentation is the most important uh, part. Uh, talking about my company, we are trying to get involved in, in the documentation of new products or everyone, on or like a, even a one representative from each team. So in that case, everybody got involved of the new features so that nobody can like, get lost.
0: Uh, thanks. So do you guys uh, revisited the design document at the start of every sprint or it just logged in the starting of the f- uh, project only?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's something I-, I find at least anyway during my work that uh, the, the point of the documents is that they're to be shared among the team members and that uh, in many cases if I have a question there's a good chance that there'll be documentation there that I can just open up and find the answer to what I'm looking for. So I think uh, it's something that I would actually revisit quite a bit, like uh, not not even just at the start of sprints, but uh, during actual implementation work. It's something I would definitely be revisiting.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Dur- during the during the process, I think uh, uh, could be. I mean, everyone has uh, everyone on, on a team had to understand all of these points. Uh, also, like uh, we have to be like uh, if when when we reach the. QA uh, testing even when QA is, is has to to work they have to know before how is the process on, on of the, the development because otherwise uh, we need that them to to create for example uh, test cases and scenarios before delivering from the rest of the teams so in that case we could follow uh, straight away to 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 the final process and not get stuck in some of the stage
1: yeah i, I think as well just on that point uh, if if we're creating documentation that's not to be used then we're really just kind of following a, a process and producing the documentation for the sake of it it's i think the it's very important that it's there to be used
4: yeah thank you and the next question is what control measures are practiced to ensure that the design principles are followed in your project
1: I again um, in the organization i'm working in there's there's no real s- sort of strong enforcement of control measures and um, just there's a bigger focus on the culture of collaboration, so uh, all the team members working together is important uh, and there's a strong focus put on building consensus uh, in what you're building, so that kind of, I think, helps to ensure that the design principles are uh, adhered to, I suppose, by everybody, really?
2: Yes. Some of the controls that we have would be like the, the management. We're trying to update the documentation every time, and most of the time is that like uh, specify all of the documentation in, on the tickets that we are working, in that in that moment like uh, uh, everyone on, on everyone can understand what the documentation was saying. So I think it's one of the most important one important thing is have the tickets with a really well described goals. Otherwise, uh, if we just if uh, product create just tickets like that uh, in the in one of the, the stages, uh, people is gonna get uh, stuck.
3: All right. Um. Thank you, guys. So my question to you is, from your point of view, what do you think your company needs to do to improve its design practice?
2: In my case, I think it would be like uh, uh, sometimes we have. Uh, uh, there, there are some, some times where they, when it comes new products, and um, there is a part where there is not too much uh, communication between front-end or back-end or UX teams. So there are uh, times that, for example, as a front-end developer, I receive a UX design that is way different than the back-end side. And at the end, uh, I there is like a, the tickets going back, going forward, and backwards uh, because there is not a big communication. So it's not always uh, a case, but uh, we have. I think the improvement would be the communication between teams.
1: Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with Varo on that. Communication is is so important, both between designers and the engineers building it, but also between the designers and the people who are using the software. And um, I mentioned earlier that uh, we kind of have a focus of getting collaboration and building consensus on the pieces that we're building. I think uh, that's something that's very time consuming. Um, so I, if, if there was a way to speed that up, that would definitely improve the process where I'm working.
0: Uh, so Adrian, I have a follow-up question here. Do you guys uh, include customer while in the design process, like customer feedback or con- customer communications interactions?
1: Uh, definitely yeah it's uh, I think it's it's very important to, to have the customers perspective on things so uh, a lot of the features that um, we would build would be from features that are actually suggested by customers um and maybe we don't directly involve them in some of the uh, in some of the, dec- the decisions we make but we would record metrics about how how features are being used and kind of use that then as kind of a springboard for uh for developing new features or improving the product in other ways?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, of course, uh, we need to get involved with the customers, but it's not always the case, like uh, the customer don't get involved uh, directly, but we check and analyze uh, how the customer uh, would improve their their process during the the portal or, or, or the software that we are developing.
4: Well, uh, like, what else can go wrong in the development of the software apart from right specification and great design?
2: I think uh, could be like uh, the communication probably. Even if the design is really well, the communication in the team or between teams could be could struggle the 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 process or or the products. Also, there are sometimes like uh, if the team. No, follows the same. Are in the same page, uh, following the design, uh, following the product, uh, because uh, because for example, if the the team they don't understand something or they don't get along each other, that could be a really a really big issue in in a time uh, for 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 the process.
1: Yeah, I really agree with Alvaro on on the importance of communication with the team. I think it's definitely uh, one place where it can quite easily fall down. Um, I think as well as that though even even with the best specification and design in place, there are always potential pitfalls. You could, there, there's unforeseen obstacles in uh, in any software project. I think um, so. I think that you can you can you can get tripped up quite easily even with the best plans in place. So, uh, Adin, I have a follow follow up question for you. Like, uh, how do you maintain uh, communication among the teams? It's like uh, how do you follow up the communication between the, uh, different teams? Yeah, that's that's a good question actually. Um, I think uh, within the team itself, it's it's important that everybody feels like they should be able to communicate freely with each other. Anyway, um, we spoke earlier about like the documentation um, and and how that's kind of shared among team members. When when I'm creating documentation, it, it's not kind of like in isolation that I will be doing it. It would be based on kind of a lot of interaction with other people and. Documents will be kind of shared quite early on in their uh, while while they're still being written, in order to give other team members a chance to kind of feed into them. So I I think that if everybody feels like they're really quite involved in the project, they feel a lot more at ease uh, in terms of being able to voice concerns or opinions or anything like that.
2: Yes, Uh, adding to Adrian what said, uh, I think uh, also the communication technologies could help us to improve this step like uh, Slack or JIRA, uh, these tools help uh, all the teams like uh, to follow follow uh, exactly what uh, we are doing.
3: All right, so uh, thank you. So my final question for you is so what is an optimal and economical way of ensuring that uh, better quality uh, of uh, ensuring a better quality software? Um, also uh, whether an interim verification and validation process is a practical approach from a cost and time perspectives?
2: I think uh, before uh, any product going t- on development I think QA uh, the QA team has to get involved in order to prepare the test cases or test scenarios uh, so once the development is done and going to the QA they already know how's the pro- how the product is going to be so in that in in that moment the the project is going to go smooth to directly to to release Otherwise, like a QA, sometimes they get uh, many products get stuck between QA and development, and it can, t- it can be a waste of time.
1: Yeah, I think um, one, one, one kind of a approach I would suggest is that uh, you kind of make, you, you t- when, you, when you start working on a project, you actually kind of try and break it down into really small incremental changes. Um, and each of those changes then should be sized so that you can actually get it deployed into production and you break your projects down into small pieces they get deployed early and they get into production often and then you can opt some customers into it and or maybe just use test accounts in production so your software a small piece of your functionality is already in production so it helps with the managing the stakeholders' expectations as well, because they get to see progress being made. Um, if users are able to actually use pieces of the software, you can get some extra feedback early in that. And then you know it, it, it helps you kind of identify potential problems as well, I think. So there may be a, piece of, a small piece of a project that gets deployed, and suddenly someone realizes, actually, this is not taking this in the right direction. So it gives you kind of a chance to maybe make small course changes, course corrections, uh, and you can make improvements in your software that way. I think then a, an extra benefit of that is that when you are when you complete your project, uh, your stakeholders aren't surprised by what's delivered. So they've, they've gotten what they expect. Uh, I, I think that's kind of, uh, coupled of course with the good QA, I think that, that's kind of a, a good way to deliver quality software.
0: So I have a follow-up question for that. As Alvaro said about QA team, So in your organization, does QA team get involved in the design process or just for the testing in the last?
2: I think the QA team should uh, get involved in the design process. I mean, if everyone, uh, if at least one person from each team getting getting involved in the in the design process would be really smooth to to go to, to, through the steps
1: yeah in uh in 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 my experience the qa team would tend to kind of be made up of the same team but not working on that actual project so that they would be engineers so that they would possibly have fed into the initial requirements uh, have worked on other projects and then be invited to partake in qa on uh, another project other members of the same team are working on so it's it's kind of all part of the kind of multidisciplinary team approach where everyone does a bit of everything really
3: all right so um so that's it from us today uh thank you guys adrian and alvaro for your time today and for sharing your uh, experience
2: and knowledge with us today